Welcome to the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time Magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Well, Chris, back together again in our new improved CNC podcast factory, now with sound paneling on the wall. I know that's terribly exciting for the listeners. It's very exciting for the listeners, very exciting for us, and it's in a nice yellow shade. Because now you can get really far away from the microphone, and it doesn't sound like we're in the bathroom. So we can talk in corners now. Yeah, (laughs) but let's not. Let's step forward because... uh, we are trying to keep people up to date on what's going on with the arena situation here in Seattle. There's been a couple of weeks uh, hiatus here, but now we've entered uh, what I'm referring to as the Police Academy for Citizens on Patrol phase. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg's involved? Right? Yes. What? <laughs> so now we have a, what, a, a, a committee of people that just represent the people who live around. Yes, and fans, uh, yeah. f- people who live in the Uptown area, the Uptown Alliance president, uh, a couple of the fan groups all involved, and in, in going to review the Oakview group proposal. And you went right to the top of the food chain today, right? I went to the man who cares about hockey probably the most in this town, John Barr. And John Barr is the man who runs NHL to Seattle. He has been an advocate for bringing hockey to Seattle. He studies it very level-headed, uh, the analytics uh, involved with the market, with the NHL, why it would work here, and, and I had a chance to, to talk to him about his role with this advisory committee. Yeah, so um, I was approached a couple of weeks ago about um, being involved in this committee, and it's and the committee is like a broad um, perspective of um, interested parties in kind of the key arena project and the potential for the, the, uh, the completely uh, remodel of key arena. Um, I obviously represent kind of the kind of the NHL hockey fan base. Um, Brian Robinson, obviously from Sonics Rising, is on there, and then there's there's a lot of people from Uptown, people from Seattle Center, um, and we were just asked to kind of you know help um, guide the um, Office of uh, Economic Development at uh, in the Mayor's office uh, in the path of kind of bringing this to light as it goes through the process and the signing of the MOU for the the, key, the potential key arena remodel. And, and I don't think people realize, I mean, you've been kind of quietly beating this drum about the, the National Hockey League and hockey coming to Seattle through, through your website, uh, NHL uh, to Seattle. What is that all about? Well, you know, it, it really started about six years ago when kind of the news of the, the Soto uh, arena started to break, um, thanks to you, Chris. <laughs> but I I, uh, I saw, you know, basketball kind of leading the charge, and I just wanted to kind of help out and contribute any way I could. And so I kind of started to form the NHL of Seattle community. It's, it's a website that has a little bit of information. I'm not as current as I can't stay on top of it as much as um, some other sites like uh, Channel Five, uh, <laughs> Channel Five. Um, but um, you know, I I just thought uh, you know hockey needs to contribute and help out any way they can, and so I, I kind of followed the lead of a lot of the Sonics fans um, for a while, and and you know I was at a, you know would rally try to rally NHL fans to go to um, you know the rally the uh, t- 
you know, town halls, uh, city hall meetings. You know, and, and what I've always appreciated about you is you've been level-headed. Uh, you know, the, with sports fandom, there's a lot of passion. And you, uh, almost by trade with the website, have taken this kind of analytical approach with uh, the National Hockey League, why it would work in Seattle, and you're kind of taking the same mindset when you look at Soto versus Key Arena. I know you've testified in favor of both uh, when they've come up before the city council. What do you think of the prospect uh, of Key Arena and hosting hockey in, in a new facility there? Well, you know, I was I was pretty skeptical um, for years, right? Um, if you go back to, you know, even, uh, you know, when it first came up on Key Arena was sometimes proposed as a as a as a option instead of Soto, particularly by the port or some other entities that didn't want um, the Soto Arena happening, and and so I was I was pretty skeptical and I didn't really believe it had an option until I saw the responses from both OVG and AEG um, to the RFP, and then I'm like, oh whoa, well this could really work because. I mean, I, I've been to T-Bird games inside Key Arena, and those weren't desirable. But when those those two organizations were willing to put up over $500 million to redevelop it, clearly it's, it's a different arena at that point. So I've, <clears throat> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty bullish on Key Arena. I'm, I'm, I'm still supportive of Soto to some extent. I just, I'm just not confident that they're going to get it done. Um, so... I pretty much support any any anybody in any option that's going to bring hockey here, and I think um, Key Arena has a good good chance of doing that. I know one of the things that's come up in the conversation is, well, how would a how would a hockey team that's looking to relocate or an expansion hockey team how would they play in Seattle while the new building is being constructed? If especially if that is key arena i mean that could take uh three three and a half years what do you think about those prospects because it really it really feels like the nhl i think it, everybody has said it uh and the nhl has indicated it, would like to be here sooner rather than later as long as they find the right investor so if that's going to be at key arena uh where does the team play that, that's kind of one of the the odd factors in all of this you know i i I don't know for sure, um, but I would think they would just wait for Key Arena to be complete. Um, but people have tossed around the Tacoma Dome as a, as a temporary facility, and, I mean, I, I don't think they would play up in Everett, um, but but they could. I think they hold about uh, nine or 10,000, which is super small for the NHL, but, you know, it might be a, an option while the team's getting, um, you know, getting it together getting Key Arena completed. Um, but there's also, you know, I, I've heard this thrown out every once in a while, and I don't really buy it, but but they could play in Portland for a couple of years. It seems interesting from a regional perspective because Portland would be a good TV market for the NHL should the uh, NHL come to Seattle, like as an expansion, as far as expanding the TV market to be a little bit more about the Northwest and not necessarily just about Seattle. So, I assume they would wait, but I mean, ultimately, that's that's going to be decided by the league or the or the uh, the owners. Yeah, I mean, I, I've looked at this as well, uh, and 
you know, I would think Portland would be a, a long shot to host a Seattle team uh, in a, in a short term uh, circumstance. I mean, the Tacoma Dome pulled out uh, their their ice plant. Key Arena still has their ice plant, and then you know Everett really uh, is the only option if they're willing to play in front of a ten thousand uh, seat crowd. And I, I don't know if the NHL really wants to do that. They would have to be desperate to get out of a market. Uh, to place a team in Seattle uh, in a hurry, uh, you know, a la what almost happened with the Arizona Coyotes a few years back, and they were going to play in a Key Arena, uh, unremodeled Key Arena, uh, just from a desperation standpoint. So uh, I'm with you. It, it's tough to to figure out where a, a team would play, and I think that's one of the factors uh, we'll see here. I think all of this gets sorted out in the next few months. But, um, you know, one, one of the things that you have highlighted on your website is uh, the, the market itself um, and, and how this has been a market that supported a couple of small market franchise or small uh, uh, league franchises, minor league franchises, and then also the adult hockey league. And I think you play in that league, do you not? Uh, yeah, I play in a couple of the leagues around and and there's there's it's a quite a big adult hockey market and youth youth is getting bigger um it's it's not canada it's not minnesota but it's i grew up in california and it's much bigger than california ever was and probably still is is bigger than northern california right now well and uh i know that that's always been one of the talking points for uh, the market in general and, and then minor league attendance uh, how do you think the the market stands up with uh, the thunderbirds and the silver tips in terms of minor league hockey attendance and, and whether that's a built-in fan base for an nhl franchise it, it, it certainly helps um you know washington has uh four whl teams when you include spokane and tri-cities um and i you know, no other state can really say that in the U.S., which is is, is funny. Um, I think it builds a, it it kind of has a built-in fan base, but those are also to the south and to the north. Uh, the Thunderbirds play in Kent, and the Silvertips play in Everett, and so that would be challenging for to assume that all those fans come down to NHL NHL games in the city, and and then pile on that it's much more expensive price point for an NHL game than than those, but. Bringing the NHL here puts them on TV, you know, 80, 80 plus times a year, and all of a sudden people are talking about it. And and I think it's it's kind of the rising tide scenario where those WHL teams could could definitely benefit from the NHL being here. And you know, you could kind of come in with some some creative ways to, to make it about the region and kind of collaborating with with teams so that that it promotes both both teams and both both fan bases. So I think it it opens the door for for a much bigger market even for the whl teams but it it, it, it's interesting it's an interesting thing to look at i don't think there's anything comparable um that's happened in in the u.s with an expansion team coming in to an already existing kind of minor league or or, um whl market yeah and i would think both kent and everett stand to gain if there is an nhl franchise at either uh, key arena or soto just because uh, that's a built-in practice facility uh, Everett, especially in particular, with uh, the two rinks there, uh, but I, I, I'm right. sure that they would be the front runners for uh, an ex- a franchise in terms of practice facilities, especially with 
both sites, there's not really talk about uh, a rink or a practice rink uh, anywhere uh, near the, the actual sites, whether that be Soto or Key Arena. Uh, a lot of people talk about BC and, and the impact and uh, on a potential Seattle franchise, and that's one of the big reasons why uh, the NHL is interested in Seattle. The Canucks owner, obviously, as you know, uh, was at the Key Arena announcement uh, with Ed Murray and uh, Tim Laiwiki. Uh, what do you make of the the BC impact on a potential uh, NHL franchise in Seattle? Well, I, I think, you know, the Sounders have kind of had a pretty good blueprint of what the area could be on that I-5 rivalry, right, with, with Portland and Vancouver and the Sounders, and you see those games drawing a lot more attendance, people coming down. Um, I, I think it could really help Vancouver. And then you also have this kind of hidden benefit of just kind of logistics planning, right, with Vancouver doesn't really have, they do have Calgary and Edmonton nearby, but to have another team locally where they don't have to travel as much. And then on people teams traveling to the northwest could could hit up both you know seattle and vancouver fairly easy i think i think it, it, it's a great um opportunity and you know most fans i talk to from seattle like their biggest they they tend to be fans of canucks first um for people that that maybe didn't grow up in a hockey market they're fans of vancouver so they're already kind of this built-in kind of nostalgia for Vancouver. Now, I don't know if their allegiance changes if, if Seattle gets a team, but it is interesting, and, and I know a lot of people. I go up there a couple times a year to check out a game, and I know plenty of other people that go up to check out a game, and I don't see that changing. I would just pick my game to be when they play Seattle. So uh, last question before I let you go. Uh, how many meetings do you think you're going to have of this committee, uh, and, and what do you anticipate uh, in terms of a timeline and, and giving information back to the city? Yeah, it's, it, it's tough. Right now we're on like a monthly cadence, but, but there's opportunity to meet more often. Um, and, you know, I, I think there's potential for it to kind of go out even if this if the process continues. Uh, it, it could continue, you know, more than even a year as we kind of get further down the path to make sure, you know, the key arena is fitting in in or the remodel is essentially fitting in kind of um, well with the community, thinking about the mobility options, because we're going to learn a lot more as more studies are done during the EIS process. And so as long as, you know, the city, and they've implied that they really want to hear the community community feedback, you know, I'm, I'm certainly willing to do that, and I think they'll keep it going. All right, John. John Barr from NHL to Seattle. Check out his website, and, and good luck going forward. Thanks, Chris. I'm sure I'll hear from you more. All right, great stuff there, Chris. A little uh, conversation there with John Barr. So what's next if we are looking at our uh, arena or lack <laughs> thereof calendar? What should we expect to come as down the, the basketball the turns, yeah. As the basketball turns, the soap opera, yeah. or it, as the puck goes down the ice or something. Uh, well, you know, John is going to be part of this advisory committee. just heard him say he thinks they'll be meeting on maybe a monthly basis, uh, and that will continue to go forward. Uh, the Landmarks Review Board, the, the the group that gets together and talks about landmarking buildings. Sounds thrilling. It it, it was a thrilling meeting uh, <laughs> several weeks ago when they got together Somebody to talk about that. nominations. Now they're talking about okay. designating these buildings as landmarks on the Seattle Center site. They meet next week okay. on August 2nd, and then the City Council's Civic 
uh, arena, the, or the Committee on Civic Arenas. It's a long name. I don't see why you don't have all of these memorized. Yeah, they just roll off the tongue. It, they roll off the tongue. It's a, it's a long name. Yeah, uh, that meets the following Monday. So there should be some developments here in the first seven days in August as far as this arena story is concerned. Chris Daniels, Arena Advisory Committee Bureau Chief. Thank you. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. At next best pod, this is the exclusive ending of the next best podcast.